everyone it's been a it's been a hot minute i know but welcome back to uh maybe i should now call it the let's get lunch fran media franchise because we are we are doing a rebrand my apologies for no episode in a very long time uh to put it simply i got very overwhelmed with work and had no time to actually plan out doing an episode but that's besides the point we're back we're relaunching we're rebranding and we're doing a new show here on the Let's Get Lunch Network called High TV, because you know we gotta stay in the food theme. So basically, uh, and every time I do a High TV, we're gonna be talking to one of my good, good friends about just an iconic episode of TV, whether it be like reality or scripted or whatever, it's probably mostly gonna be a reality TV. We're just gonna be dis dissecting, discussing, and disseminating, ding, clock the reference, uh, different shows each week. So. <laughs> I'm very excited to welcome my first guest. She is my best friend since kindergarten. Uh, Maddie Schur. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. It so, is my distinct honor to be on the high TV pod. Clock the reference. Clock the reference. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, pro we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race this week. Now, Maddie, are you a big fan of the show? I am a disturbingly big fan of the show. Honestly, Huge fan, massive fan. Honestly, same. I mean, like, it's just, it's quality television. It is. So it's art. This week, we're going to be talking about a very special episode. We're talking about very season special. four. I'm pretty sure it's episode seven, but it's called Frenemies. Eight, but whatever. Uh-huh. Frenemies. Now, if you're a fan of the show, I think you know exactly what episode we're talking about. Because I just think this this was, when I first started watching Drag Race, I think this is one of like the most iconic episodes. I remember just being literally so shook when it happened, when the when the goop and the gag happened. I think everything about this episode is iconic. Oh, like every part of it. I know. There's like not, there's, there at no point does like the energy dip. Literally. It's perfect. Uh-huh. All right. So let's get into it. So we come off last week. They did the Dragazines challenge. Uh, Fifi O'Hara won the challenge, and Willem and Jiggly lip sync, sending Jiggly home. Now, some of the, um, do you want a song I miss from the show? And they only did this in season four. Is this the holding the check? Yes, it's literally the holding the check. I have this written down in my notes because I miss it so much. When the queen that was eliminated the last episode, they made them hold the $100,000 check. Uh-huh, and wear the crown. With, like, a sad face and, yeah, I'm wearing the crown. That is so fucking mean and funny. I It is mean. I didn't even think about it. I just thought it was funny. But, like, you realize, that, like, now that you say that, like, these people are literally losing their dream. Yeah. And they're being forced to, like, <laughs> pretend to live it. Like, that's horrible oh now that I God. think about it. But, like, it's so, it's just, like, a fun little, like, bit as a viewer to watch. Absolutely. I think that needs to be resurrected in the coming seasons. I mean, like this season has literally, but season 13 has literally been RuPaul's Stanford prison experiment race. <laughs> like it's like they have, like if, if you think the check is mean, then you should just watch season 13, episode one. Yeah. Cause that's it's like, like abuse. It is like it's psychological abuse. abuse. 
All right, work. Mm -hmm. so, they, so they walk in the workroom, they see Jiggly's message on the on the mirror, and they seem really happy about her being gone, which like, I get being in a competition, but like, they just seem way too, they just seem like genuinely jo like overjoyed. Yeah, they were kind of over her at the end. Which like- And they, they were not holding back. Uh-huh, it, it, it oh, just- at all. At that, oh, at all. <laughs> Like at that point, it just feels <laughs> personal. Like it feels like they had like a mm -hmm. like uh, something against her personally, and not just like oh, I'm happy another competitor is gone. So like they start talking about what happened. Right. Uh, they are all like Willem, you're really cocky. Willem, you're really arrogant. But like to me, as a, like a very big Willem fan, also. So like I'm coming off a little biased. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it was played up for the camera. Like it didn't feel like I don't think Willem walks around every day being like. I'm like, I'm like the shit. I'm all this. Like, I think it was, he knows how to make good TV. That's what he's going to do. Yes, exactly. Willem put the actress into the show. Willem brought drama and the editors had a field day with it also. That's important to note. Mm -hmm. But also they're building a nice storyline there. Exactly. They kick it off immediately that Willem is going to be the star of this episode as she should be. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know a really funny line that I like? Uh, Sharon, yeah. Sharon Needles goes, Mew Mew doesn't buy talent, doesn't make talent. I, I have a list of my favorite quotes from this episode as we go, and that oh one's on there. Uh, Mew Mew doesn't make talent. Um, <laughs> then they also talk about Sharon and her contacts and like they, how like the Queens aren't sure if she can do pretty, but like, I don't know. I feel like I can I can understand where the judges and the other queens are coming from. And I feel like it's one of two places. Or I feel like it's kind of two places. I think one, they feel a little threatened by her because like they all yeah. definitely counted her out at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second thing is like they kind of like agree with the judges. And I kind of don't disagree with the judges. We're like, I'm all for having the queens, like that is your aesthetic, do it. But at the same time, well, if you're being given right. a challenge. They are judging you based on the context of how well you do in the challenge and how well you right. meet the message. And I think mm -hmm. that Sharon could have inter like could have interpreted parts of the message of the challenge and worked it with her like aesthetic better because she has done it in the past and made it work. Right. She she can do pretty, and this is coming off an iconic like drag race moment like most quotable drag race moment ever the party city monologue from miss o'hara oh yeah i think it gets referenced showgirl i think it gets referenced we, at least once a season a thousand percent and this episode is like right off of that and it's totally playing with sharon and fifi like just fucking despising each other at this point exactly so they Which do the video everything oh it is oh it's everything like you i think Fifi O'Hara is the perfect reality TV villain. A thousand percent. She's like, perfect. Oh my, and also like so insanely talented now. Very. Honestly, Cosmically. even then. Do you want to know what I didn't know? She like made a ton of her runways like the day of the runways. What the hell? I know. That's like, very impressive. I know. She is, she's very, very talented. Go follow. Well, actually, girl. no, I don't, she doesn't really do the Fifi anymore. So follow what? Jeremy Carey on Instagram. If I think that's her. If you are 
hot and stan reality television villains. Uh-huh. And honestly, Let's talk if- mini challenge. I need to talk about the mini challenge. Okay. Can I say something controversial I'm yet brave? Itching. Yes. I thought it was dumb. It's stupid. It's super like um reality TV. Oh, uh-huh. Did you know that the guy this who did like... their uh, the guy who did their uh lie detector test, he does it for like all the celebrities. Like he did it for James Charles like two months ago. That's fucking hysterical. He did put uh, that together. Uh-huh. He did Lisa Vanderpump's for uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like two seasons ago. Yes. But yeah, so, like, I, I felt they, like they this was do dumb. The lie detector test on all the queens to see for the main challenge who's gonna who which queens are the least alike. Okay. So we're setting things up here. But it doesn't but take a rocket RuPaul scientist to figure it out. It, it doesn't right? take a rocket really? scientist to figure out who is least alike. Like they definitely knew from you the get-go. You did not be the lie detector. Those groups would have been the same thing if you just looked around the workroom and said, oh, like, mm-hmm. there's no point. I have a major issue with RuPaul using the mini challenge as just like a who would fuck who. Like, why <laughs> Why did she do that? Yeah, no, that was weird. <laughs> like, like I-, I wrote down, um, there are some very shady questions, but also like, there were some really stupid questions. Like very stupid. Like, w- would you? Would you? Uh, they asked like Sharon if you'd fuck Fifi or like Latrice if you fuck Willem. Right. And then they also do this weird thing with the edit where I think when they asked Willem if she would have sex with Latrice, they then also edit in Chad and Dita saying yes, mm-hmm. implying that that they They're also said yes, yes to the same to question. question. Uh huh. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What are RuPaul or what were RuPaul's Iron Fist shoes? A, a line of shoe. I mean, like, yeah, but like, like her shoe line. I just remember in season four and season five, them constantly being name dropped just with like no rhyme or reason. It's RuPaul's advertising race. I, it literally is available. Oh man, I miss, I do miss when RuPaul go available on iTunes. Ding. Yes. I feel like we'll be getting one soon this season because I'm a winner, baby. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm a winner, baby. I will. If you, uh, I know you didn't get to watch season thirteen, episode two last night because we were recording this the day after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that. Eh, well, I don't know. Can, eh, well. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. And okay, so the results are in. They. Uh, this is how they determine the partner. Willem and Latrice Royale, I'm going to say full names. Fifi O'Hara and okay, Sharon wonderful. Needles and Chad Michaels and Dita Ritz. So what do you think of these pairings? Um, the Sharon Fifi one is art. Oh. The Willem Latrice one, I just have written down in my notes, bimbofication. <laughs> like, it is bimbofication. They make, Willem turns Latrice out into this bimbo and it's everything. Oh, it is but everything. Dita and Chad feels very like okay you two are here and we're gonna push a storyline that one of you is like old and one of you is young exactly getting from them I remember watching the episode even like for the first time and just being like I think that like I this just feels like they did it to do it like they really Mm -hmm. had nothing between them I mean like the only thing I can think of that was ever like even like a tiff was I remember when it was the snatch game 
all the queens mm-hmm. I feel like did a confessional being like she loves Cher she loves Cher talking about Chad obviously they're like Chad loves Cher Chad loves Cher Chad is obsessed with Cher and it's like okay right. is that all like you have to say about like is that your only like cripe with her right exactly so do you want to know that I I like I remember finding out apparently a part of the Fifi Sharon go back to party see where you belong fight was staged which doesn't surprise me like they kind of produced that Mm -hmm. a bit but I feel like they kind of were pushing it at some points I mean like that part where like where I don't know if you clocked this where like Fifi was just like mutters to herself party city and then and then they go to Sharon tired ass showgirl like is uh-huh. this like a Western flick? Like, are they about to like take 10 paces and shoot? Exactly. That's what the editing is. The season, it's kind of everything also. It's so like quintessential, cheesy reality television. Mm-hmm. And especially with this challenge. So great. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I see. I remember, like, when I first watched it, that for some reason I had this idea that they made that they they like created these challenges live on the spot. So I have I have, I wonder two things. I wonder if that like if this is a challenge that they had already planned since the beginning of the season, or I wonder if this is maybe like they probably have like a deck of challenges that like they can use because they're not timely, and um, right it's just like concepts they have and they finally decided to use it for this season. So I wonder if they did that because like they couldn't have predicted Sharon. It was just too perfect. It was exactly, exactly. Like the frenemies challenge comes off the party city tiff. It's uh all a little too right. It's right after Fifi's first win where Sharon was also in the top. So RuPaul tells them for the main challenge they will be performing in these duos to an original song called Better Than You. Uh, and everyone gets a little shook up when RuPaul tells them they will have to be sing. They will have to be singing live. Now, if you're in the, singing. who do you? Th- so th- this is an interesting question. Who would you have wanted to be paired up with versus who do you think would have been you would have been paired up with? I know for a fact I, I would have wanted been with Willem. I would have wanted to be with Willem also because she keeps saying, and this is the funniest thing I've heard of me. I don't know why. Willems that talked about her having a band like four times in this episode. Oh, uh huh. Meanwhile, her I band was band. A, was um. I think it was DWV. Uh, do you remember Detox? Uh, Willem and Vicky. Oh. Okay. I think that was the band. Yeah, because you all. Yeah, because Detox is fucking shredding like, the guitar. Right, she's acting like it's like the fucking Rolling Stones over here. And I'm like, when did that fucking happen? I have zero recollection of that, but I wanted to be with Willem. I would have loved to be with Willem. I probably would have been paired up with Fifi though, knowing myself. Really? um, I would say Fifi or Chad, someone that like knows what they're doing and is polished because I'm very much not that girl. I think I would have been with either Chad or Latrice. Okay. But I definitely would have wanted to be with Willem because Willem loves to brag. Yes. So, oh my God. And do you want it so funny? I'm just looking back at my notes and literally I have Willem is a singer with a band. Yeah. It, like, it, it keeps getting brought up that she's got a band. Mm-hmm. She keeps telling RuPaul, well, I have a band. 
band. Like, what, band. Fu- like, what kind of fucking band, Mama? Whatever. It's just Detox shredding on the guitar and Vicky Vox on drums. Literally. <laughs> Please. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so after they, so RuPaul does them a challenge, they disperse, they start looking through things. Willem makes sure to tell, tell the trees for one of the, like, fifth time she's in a band. And mm-hmm. then Fifi and Sharon are already just not working together well. They they talk right. about which they, they plan their costume idea and it's like, oh, how about we do Alphaba and Glinda? How about we do Angel Devil? Like they just are not working. Yes, very, very clear right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And to me, I kind of like wonder if it it it, it, it lacks professionalism in my opinion because in, I think there was a part of them that genuinely did not like each other they definitely like their disdain for each other was not completely an act while filming as even though mm-hmm. they can like even though yeah part of their fight was staged it was definitely gassed up for the cameras but that doesn't mean that there wasn't actual emotion there you know what I mean right and I feel like Very if you true. can't even put those aside like remotely it just kind of in my opinion, lacks a little professionalism. And now, like, I'm a huge competitor. I love competition, and, like, right. I hate losing. So that also just might be my, like, competitiveness coming out. Yeah. No, I am too, so I can't help you there. I'm, like, disturbingly competitive. But I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, iconic quote I have written down. Once they start rehearsal with the Lucian Piani. Wait, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Oh. Hold your horses, babe. Uh, Consider them held, but I love this quote. So go oh ahead, go ahead. All right. So there's just lots of practicing. We go to each contestant. For, they show Chad and Dita and that they are on the struggle bus. So, Ru, oh, th- this is RuPaul talking to them now. RuPaul comes back in the workroom. And first we go to Chad and Dita. And like I said, they are on the struggle bus, in my opinion. I cannot believe that like drag race still doesn't do this like when there's a singing challenge that they will just show the queens with the with the earbuds in singing the most pitchy random shit and they won't put a backtrack to it like i do it so much better than you (laughs) like it's both they're not singers either one of them so it's very much um bad (laughs) very much bad but like they couldn't help them out, like put the fucking backtrack there. Okay, and they still I, don't do this. I think it would help. I see what you're saying. They, I feel like they've done it a little more now, but not really. Yeah, they don't do it that much. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that more in coming season. Mm-hmm. So, so RuPaul, so they tell RuPaul they're going with the theme of a classic sister act of reading each other. But RuPaul's like, that's boring. Like, yeah, and I, I don't disagree. Like, that's the challenge. Like, that is the challenge. You are doing the challenge. What are you gonna right, do exactly. to make it Chad and Dita? Mm-hmm. This is horrible. This this was mean. This was funny, but also like kind of mean. So Rue's like, "How are you guys different?" And Dita's like, "I'm young." And Chad says one of the most backhanded things of all time. RuPaul, Chad t- says Dita Dita Ritz is different than him because Dita is not afraid to fail. The most backhanded compliment ever served in the history of ever. Like, if someone said that to, like, not only about me, but literally is standing right next to me, I'd be like, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. So yeah. then Rue goes over to Fifi and Sharon and they emphasize that they hate each other. They, they, RuPaul's because, like, ah, you hate do. each other. What's up with that? And, <laughs> then Ru- and then they're like, I don't know. We just do. And then RuPaul's like, okay, sing for me. Can we talk about the singing? We need to talk about the singing. Is singing it's even an appropriate verb to use? It is screeching. It's also just like, it, it's, oh, I wear heels to hide in the mood. It's, I don't get why they think opera and screamo would be a good harmony together. I think if they went with like a Glinda and Elphaba like shtick, then I feel like that would have made a little more sense. Totally. But they went with, but like, uh, one, they're not in costume right now. Two, they mm-hmm. just had already decided they're doing Angel Devil. And three, I have a strong feeling Miss Fifi O'Hara is not a trained opera singer. I, I have that feeling too. I have I a hunch. Wrong, uh-huh, I, I could be wrong. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was something. So then we go on to uh, Latrice and Willem. RuPaul asks question, how are you guys different? And uh, I, I think what made them so strong is that they were, that their, their differences came in similarity. And I think the other thing that helped is that they are both professionals. Very much take their career seriously. And that's why they are so successful this uh-huh. I think they I think they understood each other. I think where totally. and this is where I really more think Chad and Dita lacked is that I don't think Dita took the time to understand Chad Michaels and I don't think Chad Michaels took the time to understand Dita Ritz because they're both because they're very they are very different. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they can't understand each other. And I think that goes back to the whole Chad saying Dita's not afraid to fail. Right. So um, they, they say their theme is pretty and pink and RuPaul says it's simple, but I kind of disagree because I feel like you don't have to have a whole shtick for this. I feel like you should right, have something that makes it in you. It's itself. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's like Marilyn. It's beauty. costume. Right. I don't uh-huh. need, I don't need you to do a full-blown circus production mm-hmm. while you're also doing a singing thing. And then. And they really did turn it out costume-wise. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. RuPaul was very wrong there and then next season for season five runway theme pretty and pink yeah <gasps> i never picked up on that i just picked Rue up on that yesterday. a lot of shit from his girlies i'm not oh. gonna lie uh-huh and some of them need to be credited sometimes oh. they are like violet got credited for the like two or three and one runway uh-huh and detox like, for the black and white but so many people like are used as inspo for runway scenes and not given the slightest bit of credit for it. Do you want to know what uh, Willem said this on Race Chaser that I didn't realize until he said it, um, mm-hmm. but RuPaul's season four promo look is in, most likely inspired by Raj's like future of drag look from season three. I don't know if you, the gold thing that she wore, that gold bodysuit. Wow. Uh-huh. Anyways, RuPaul gathers the girls uh, the girls said, are gathered. The girls are gathered, and that we are told our guest judges for the week are Jennifer Tilly and Pamela Anderson. Woo! 
and everyone is gooping and gagging. First of all, everyone's like, wow. There's like the little sound bites. Wow, Jennifer Tilly, the Oscar winner. I'm like, I don't know who this bitch is. Whatever. That's probably you cut that, like that is literally the same thing I wrote. But everyone, like, they have to give Miss Tilly a little bit of like a whoop de doo because everyone just freaks out once Pam Anderson is announced. For good reason, though, because mm-hmm. what better guest judge to have on a night? like that night i you know. know what i mean uh-huh we'll get so, there we'll get there in a bit uh-huh so they end so they end off the little segment and rupaul tells them that since this is a team challenge they'll be judged in teams and if you and your duo lose you'll be in the bottom and willem is yep. not having it everyone is like willem you better not lose you're gonna go home yeah because willem's lip sync was very um not it last week oh no no so the queens are afraid for her and also knowing that Latrice is an absolute icon when it comes to lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Willem would be absolutely positively fucked. Oh, uh huh. She would land in the bottom. And so they're kind of shaking for her. And they are just like rude, being like, Latrice, throw the throw the challenge so you can send Willem home. Like it gets to a point where that's just not competitiveness. That's just being mean. <laughs> Literally, it's just mean. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. And we, when we get back, we're going to have some more Drag Race. Stay tuned. Yeah. Welcome back. We're here with more Drag Race. We're here with Maddie. So now let's get into the rehearsal. So first, we have Willem and Latrice. First, I just want to give a throwback to Lucian Piani. First, we have P- Lucian so, Piani. Yeah, first, we have Lucian Piani. <laughs> That's a could. I just want to say throwback to Lucian. I just want to punch his face in. I don't know why he always looks constipated. I have that written here. Well, you know he's right. He's like, do you know what happened, right? About his whole huge social media meltdown. Oh no. Oh, mama. I, I, yo, you do know. No, I don't. Oh. It's a, it's, uh, it's something. Too much, too much for there, the pod. There's way too much for the pod, but there is a very good reason as to why he has not been back on the show for a very, very, very long time. I'm just happy I don't have to see his smug little fucking face anymore, so I don't care. Okay, work. Anyways, <laughs> so Willem and Latrice, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they're shown not really being in sync with each other. They like can't really play off each other, which is interesting mm-hmm. because before their edit was being shown as they're very professional. They understand that this is a challenge that they have to work together. Right. I mean, like, obviously we see later on, this is kind of like deflecting. Right. I, I said in this, like the editing was weird here for the entire rehearsal. I agree. All three of them had very weird editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucian calls is, is like you have a bit of an attitude and then mm-hmm. like all of a sudden then right after that they get really really messy again and they just show this like weird part of Willem like humping the stage I do it so <laughs> much better I do yeah. it so much better like uh-huh. like they're just they're trying to make us nervous for them yes they're trying a little too hard though agreed they're doing a little too much uh-huh then we have Sharon and Fifi, and I mean, oh no, then we have Chad and Dita, my bad. Um, and really it's the same thing. They just kind of like show them on the struggle bus, like, but really they just kind of yeah. make Dita look bad, which I don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's yeah. not like Chad might. Like, because like, Chad is doing just as fucking bad as Tita is. Right exactly. Here. Exactly. But they're making it seem like Tita's bringing the girlies down when they're both really just severely bad at it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, then they have Sharon and Fifi. This is what I wrote down. Fifi does opera and Sharon is a phone sex line worker. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the voices together are just very wrong. Uh-huh. Like very wrong. Like it's they have they have like 50 ideas and it's obvious that they couldn't agree on anything and that they didn't even mm-hmm. really attempt to work together. Right. There there was zero attempt made. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I have written here. I have a side note about what Fifi is wearing because I need to talk about it. Okay, let's talk Fifi about it. Fifi is wearing a deep, deep V-neck cardigan buttoned up as a shirt. I need to talk about it right now because illegal. Jail. Jail. <laughs> Just like, like, <laughs> like it's so low and it's like buttoned up as if it's a skin tight. <laughs> it's just despicable okay it was like 2013 it It was 2013 it was a different time right i know i need to cut the girl some slack also because that's now how all the like pinterest ig baddies oh yeah it's very i girl very and i just needed to bring it up though Mm -hmm. what was your quote that you wanted to mention from one of your favorite quotes Mm. that you picked up on don't Christina it out when Sharon tells Vivi that she's doing too much with like her uh, voice, too much like vibrato. She goes, uh, like that. She goes, don't, don't Christina it out. And this comes up again when another one of my fave quotes is brought up right after they perform. But we'll oh get God. to that when it gets there. But uh-huh. you need to know the original don't Christina it out quote to understand the beauty of the next Christina quote. That I know you. the next Christina quote, and you are right. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it, it, I, I, I watched them because, like, quite honestly, like the highlight of the of the uh, rehearsal section is really Sharon and Fifi because that is what everyone is most interested in seeing. Totally. Like, if you had been watching the season from beginning right. till now, like, you are at the edge of your seat just seeing how they work together. And like, right. I just have to question, like. How much of this of them on the struggle bus together was them playing into the act, or if they're just like they're performing, they're like how they are as performers? Because it's like they just can't get anything together. They can't say I do it yeah. so much better. Like that whole part where it's literally just them trying to say that one line back and forth <laughs> is I do it so much better. I do it so much. I do it. I so so I so much better is how I do it. Like. <laughs> so much better is how I do it like like I understand the pressure I understand it's a pressure cooker and I understand they're nervous but I do it so much better it is six words right and they just can't go back and forth I do it so better is how I do it so much like come on literally it's also I have to bring up again the lack of the music makes the editing they had the music when they were mess. saying i do it so much better though oh they did they did <laughs> <laughs> oh that's mean they then, did um, okay then that was just really bad yeah um, but, all right so the next day willem walks in 
he seems very cold and quiet and everyone notices and I mean like if I was Latrice I'd be nervous because like I mean you and I have we have all worked on group projects and it's just like if one person's mood is off it can throw off everything bring it can bring the whole team down yeah so everyone notices Willem's tood and funk and this is still playing on the storyline we're building for our Willem this exactly episode. this is very much playing on their storyline mm-hmm. this also brings up actually no we're not at this moment yet but um so then we go to Fifi and Sharon because again that's what because like when you're watching this episode blind you have no clue what's happening with Willem you are hyper-focused on mm-hmm. Fifi and Sharon. And, like, it's weird that right. today that they can just kind of, like, throw out their entire dynamic from yesterday and that they're able to, like, go up, like, be all buddy-buddy. Right. Like, where was this when you needed to practice? Right. It's like they pull it together very last minute. hmm So then, this is my fa- one of my favorite parts. Who slammed the counter? I'm doing Slamming liquid. Slamming the fucking counter while I'm doing liquid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is, who's slamming the fucking counter while I'm doing liquid? Way, that's Willem, everybody. That's Willem yelling at God knows who um, while they're all beating in the mirror. But seriously, that is such a good Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, do I love how like on Rage Chaser Alaska Alaska she Alaska just goes I love what she does her like southern accent who keeps slamming the cower like yeah, it, it was very southern it uh-huh. came out a little southern it's like where the fuck did Willem come from Willem's from Philadelphia oh then I'm not sure where the accent came from I know but that's definitely accent. not a Philly accent <laughs> I've never met she anyone brought from- out like Tennessee I have never met anyone from Philly who talks like that. Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have like a really good, like a little heartfelt conversation. And I love them. I kind of love when they have these softer moments. So they start talking it's about their drag too. families and how like right. Sharon, misses, Sharon misses her weirdo family, the house of haunt. And um, mm-hmm. Latrice is like, whenever I don't get to see all my family for a long time, we do a potluck. I would pay any amount of money in the world to go have a pot like with Latrice Royale. Right? It's like a fantasy of mine. Oh, I just know it would be everything and more. Mm-hmm. Just everything and more. And then Willem's like, I was on TV. I don't have a family, but yeah. like, is, is sad about it. I came up through it. the TV. Yeah. So we see a little motion out of Willem, which is surprising. I know. I like that. And always cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go to the runway. This is one of my favorite RuPaul outfits of all time. It is everything. This oh my is so God. good. And might I just say, this was when, who was it doing her makeup? Matthew. Matthew was doing Matthew, Matthew Anderson. Anderson. Ru looks so soft and supple and gorgeous in the face. And the, the hair. Is all right. Oh my God. The hair is very much like, wash wash freshly washed and beautifully coiled it looks like it grew straight the fuck out of her scalp oh uh, completely the makeup is right the outfit that like kimono type thing the color and the makeup oh my god the green we're wearing like this button-up green silk caftan right and it's Mm -hmm. 
beautiful. Green and silk go very well together, might I just say. And then I, I like the statement belt. With a gorgeous belt and thigh-high purple boots, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, I didn't notice the boots. Let me look this up. Let me look yeah. this up. But I just have written boho fish because she's serving boho fish. Like, it is very that. She's very much... She's very much that girl at Coachella. Like, uh huh. It's really beautiful. My favorite outfit ever is the one with the um, roses. Real. That's a good one. My favorite is the ugly. Is when they did the ugliest dress runway. And she had that black tube dress with the painted image of herself, and she had the makeup to match. Like, you know the one I'm talking about. Uh huh. That's my favorite. Or are in the this reminds there. Or did I lie? I can't see the boots in the picture I found, but I don't know. Okay. All I right. could be lying. I thought I saw I, I saw the boots and they were ripped. I <laughs> saw the tights and they were ripped. Yes. But what you say you were. can you say you can give glamour. Did you give glamour today? I don't think right. that was a challenge. While we are on the topic of judges' outfits, we have to talk about Michelle Visage's outfit in this episode. I won't take any negative criticism on it. I love it. No criticism allowed. The giant diva diva necklace. necklace The the ponytail and the bangs. Do you want to know what I clocked about the gloves? No, do you want to know what it was? They didn't have fingers on them. Those were her fit. They didn't have. Oh, the tops were open? Yes. Oh, so they were like open right there? Yes. Right at like at a nail bed. Oh yep. my god, that's amazing. Uh huh. We also have to talk about Pam Anderson's makeup just briefly. So good. She looks so oh. hot. I. It, oh. It felt... <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I didn't think she looked bad. I think, I think she was like, I'm going on the. I think she called up her makeup artist and she was like, I'm going on the drag race today. Put me in yeah. some fun makeup. And then like there were like the two little like like lines that like the lines that go at the bottom of yeah, like by her eyes eyeliner you have like yeah. a top eyeliner and a bottom yeah it I felt it was lo- very fun and you'll see a lot of guest judges doing this even now that you can tell it's a celebrity and you know their usual aesthetic and they get on drag race and all of a sudden it's very fun. much like i'm fun yeah i'm fun i'm different and here's my cool outfit and cool makeup and it's like where the fuck like did you come from you like megan I mean? trainer in her onesie I want to beat her the fuck up for that. That's unacceptable. Seriously, I can't, like, the audacity, whatever. Okay, well, we're going to go beat up Megan Trainer. We're going to go beat up Megan Trainer, and when we get back, we're going to tell you all about the performances. Welcome back. So let's get into the performances. So first up, we have Latrice and Willem. I thought they were great. And it's good. It's really good. Uh-huh. Do you want to love? Pink cow neck dresses. Mm-hmm. And like that someone sewed up because a cow neck dress you can make in 22 seconds. Very easy, very chic. They look super hot, so put together. Mm-hmm. It's everything. They have they parasols. Have, uh-huh, I love the parasols. That was a really nice detail. So cute. We and love it goes a prop. Well with the whole we do and i love prop when it's a feathered fucking umbrella like Mm -hmm. come on it doesn't get much better than that and what i thought was really good is that it kind of played into this like 
dainty nature but then like the a lot of the jokes like i think a lot of the jokes were just creative versions of like you're a man in a dress but like yeah that doesn't mean they, they were bad they landed them right. i like um like latrice had the line at least my mustache don't show and willem at one point goes excuse me sir yes and that is a strong example of an ad lib uh-huh. uh-huh the ad libs are so good the chemistry is so right because at the end of the day, what they do have in common is that they're so dedicated to what they do. Um, they love what they do. That's why and they're performers. it's perfection. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, we have to talk. I want to just give a nod to that gag with Latrice throwing like the little, I don't know what it was. It kind of looked like it was like a piece like panties almost. And then like Willem like <laughs> tripping. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that was, that was a great Anderson moment. Anderson lives for this moment. She never shuts the fuck up about it. It's the only thing she says once they go, they get to the judging. Uh-huh. Also, them stripping to their corset outfit oh my God. underneath the cowl dress is totally It's been both vacation. Yep. And was this the season that they had to have a lingerie runway plan? Yes, that was the season they did the lingerie thing, but then it was only used for like the intro. Happened. It was the intro for the, um when they did the like, uh, prison acting challenge you know the one oh that's yes. where they used it anyway okay, okay. i get it now mm-hmm. but Next. what a creative use of an unused runway because it plays uh, off the whole pretty and pink you see did see bimbo i love it mm-hmm all right, next we have fifi and sharon and in the great words of the wise <laughs> poet laureate Alyssa edwards mama this is garbage <laughs> so garbage that it's not garbage do you they know ha- what i mean yeah they have the, i wrote they have this weird inflection on them where like sharon just kind of reminds me of like a baby doll and fifi is just kind of like mm-hmm. ooh, ah, ooh, like all hoity-toity like sharon's yeah. like i i wear heels that heighten the mood and then like i i, I don't know yeah i mean it's very clear in this challenge is that sharon has a great voice but her and Fifi just are too hell-bent on hating each other to really utilize it. Mm-hmm. And it could have been very good. I I think, and you know, we talked about how Willem had that really strong ad-lib. But the thing about ad-libbing in a duet is that you kind of have to have it planned. Because, like, I don't know a if you bit, clocked yeah. this moment, but there was a moment where Fifi didn't ad-lib and Sharon sang the lyric that they were actually supposed to sing, where Fifi goes, right. you little devil, but then it's mm-hmm. also overlapped with, with Sharon going, I do it so much better than you. So right. it just didn't work. And that could have worked if, they, if Sharon did the you little devil as, oh, if Fifi just, said you little Sharon devil didn't sing as anything. Sharon was saying you. Right. It, it, it had potential. It was cute. Mm-hmm. because it's a cute reference but it did not work at all and then and, also you know the, they had to write their own lyrics for like a verse for some of them and, and they, they weren't good bad because it, it doesn't like, have rhythm i don't have a tan in a can it didn't Zero have any rhythm, rhythm to it like at least it was uh, genuinely weird like at least willem and latrice's written lyrics like worked like they were on the beat you have they to be did. on the beat and you have to have some like lyricism yeah and basically the whole thing was like you're tan um but you, well, and you're marilyn city. manson uh-huh like and these... it's like okay is that the whole song you talk about fifi's shitty fake tan but i, exactly. I must note it's neon orange in this episode oh yeah neon no, this was not orange. 
And also, I need to talk about the cute angel devil dynamic is very good. But Fifi, the halo, is a styrofoam, like, cutout circle. I didn't like, mind it. I thought, I want to say in general, and this goes for all three pairs, that I thought the costume was really good. I don't think anyone looked bad at all. I, I and Fifi's I really help. I I I I don't know. I really liked it. I think they all looked really good. Maybe she just needed a better wig, because in my notes I have written that that wig is the shaking go to end all shaking goes. Like I mean, like we see what happens life. later in the episode with the wig. Yes, but that's the not wi- the right wig now. will return. Uh huh. So then but we I have uh huh. So then we have Chad oh. and Dita. Oh, what do you have to say? Quickly. Oh, what? Okay, go. This this is where the second. Christina Cope oh, yes. comes in. And this is where Miss Sharon Needles is disappointed that Fifi is still, you know, doing a very, doing too much with her voice. And she refers to Christina Aguilera. It's Christina Aguilera. She says, Christina Aguilera. Like, I thought it was giving a little Christina Aguilera, but <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. Throwing a little Christina Aguilera. That's such a good line. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The now we have just don't work together. Yeah. That's that's their whole thing. Now we have Chad and Dita, and I rewatching it. I really enjoyed them. I actually, I really enjoyed them. It gave me very classic Mm -hmm. comedy. It kind of gave me a little like neat, like I thought that they played off their dynamic well. And I think what they did honestly well was that like, even though, yeah, the old versus young joke is a little, it's, it's very overused. I thought it was done really well. I like how Dita comes out. It was done well. Dita comes out in this like short little, like, uh, what would you call that? Like ruching, like ruched cocktail dress. it's like tiered ruffled. Like I'm not sure what to say, but they it both have this ruffled tier uh-huh. ruching going on, and the yellow and the purple. Come on, complimentary It, w- it works so well. Like the they look great. are amazing. Uh huh. I mean, and I th- they're I th- having fun together. Exactly. I think the I think the only thing that was watch. I think the only thing that really didn't work for them was uh, Dita's little and the judges' critique on this. They go, "What with all this cheesecake?" I can't fake it like that like her her high energy yeah I feel like it didn't She's got, work too well not with the song like it would have worked with something that wasn't like a cutesy little jazz piece mm-hmm. uh, what, it was out of place but overall it was so good what I liked about them is that but what I think didn't work for them in the end is that it felt like they were because like we talked about earlier they don't really have any cripes with each other they are they were really mm-hmm. just paired together because it's like okay these are the last two but i think what they did well is that they exactly. made their characters it made it believable that they may not have actually liked each other yes and they did it well it, like i said very corny very vaudeville very that mm-hmm. so we don't do a runway who are your favorite looks well, because there was no runway, my favorite looks um, will go to Willem and Latrice because they hit everything I could want. And that is slutty, pink, and tacky. Okay. So I love what they were wearing. Is it, a, is it an objectively good outfit? No. Am I obsessed with it? Yes. Okay. 
I have to give. I honestly have to give it to I loved Fifi and Sharon's. I just think it's such like an iconic moment, and I think with how simple it, it was, I think they were, both looked so pretty. Mm-hmm. And they Sharon kind of mentioned in that teased up wig. It's oh like the God. first time seeing her in a really gorgeous wig, and wow, she looks fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It must have been Fifi's wig, right? It, yeah, <laughs> likely. Right. Judges critique basically. So they say Willem and Latrice. They they liked them. Latrice talks about going out of her comfort zones. Mm-hmm. I liked both their outfits. I did not like Latrice's shoes. I don't know if you saw her shoes, but they were not. I good. didn't. Were they a biscuit? No, they were kind of just like. They just didn't fit the outfit. I don't know how to describe okay. them. I also I didn't. You. But I thought they both looked really good. And what I don't get, Michelle's like, there was too much shtick. But like, I feel like the whole point of the performance was supposed to be campy and shticky. Exactly. The song itself is shtick. So Michelle needs to like, shut the fuck up a little bit. <laughs> if anyone, <laughs> like, I usually do agree with a lot of the stuff Michelle says. Same. But that was just dead fucking wrong. I think they like, might have just been trying to find a negative literally that's it and that's michelle's whole purpose on the judges panel also she's she's doing her job Mm -hmm. and pam anderson points out willem's beautiful shoes willem's a shoe queen and willem goes thanks they're versace they're versace they were cute shoes they're very cute fucking shoes and i feel like pam anderson and willem would be like the kind of girls to get brunch together I just feel and, like they're like the same, you know, same person, different font. Yeah. Very much. All right. It's it's bimbo supremacy this It episode. is bimbo. This episode is very, I mean, honestly, it is bimbo supremacy. Even Pam yeah, Tilly with her beehive. It's so right. Everything, <laughs> yeah, beehive. Pam Tilly. We, listen, we may not know who Pam Tilly is, but she's right. But everything, she looks it's right. It's Pam Tilly. It's something Tilly. Jennifer? So, it's Jen- oh, it's Jennifer Tilly? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let me check. Okay. Let me ask the audience. I wrote Jennifer Tilly. I think At it's first Jennifer I wrote Jennifer Chili, but it's Jennifer. Jennifer Chili. Jennifer Chili. Do you like your chili like, with beans? Yes, I do. Oh. But yeah. Get out. No. Really? But, but beans just have no place like in my beans. life. Beans just have okay, no place that's in my true. life. I'm not a bean person either. They kind of skeeve me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, we have Chad and Dita. They get high praise. They get told they don't know how to bounce off each other. Um, and again, they really only go in on Dita, which I am just like, why? Right. Because Chad's voice is, you know, just as shaky and bizarre as mm-hmm. Dita's was. But Dita's getting all the shit for it. Which, exactly, which is I not fair choice. Yeah. Uh huh. I yeah. I don't think that was uh fair to do. Just because I think. Right. I don't know. I feel like. I just feel like that. Yeah, we do just feel like. Uh-huh. That. And finally, Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles, and they get asked what they were like, what it is like working together, and both of them were like, it was horrible. Yeah, I feel like they could have made it so good together. I know. And they so could have easily won this challenge, but it was too, too close to the big, like, 
climax of their hatred mm-hmm. that the, the dip down wasn't fast enough for it to be able to be good. And I have it to was, wonder if that, if they, I, cause they probably self-produced themselves a little. So I have to wonder uh, if that they thought that, um, Chad and Dita were going to do worse than them. So that's why they kind of played up them not liking each other. But I don't think that. Right. But something I have to ask. Ask it. Uh huh. Well, I did. Mama, I did. What is the question? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little out of it. It's okay. Um, I do have to say Wait. this. Okay. I think I know what your question was. If it was played up. Yeah. If they like, okay, sorry, but, everybody. Yeah. I am slower than the average bear. It's okay, and that's okay, and that's okay. and that's okay. That's what and makes you're all you. All gonna you. fucking deal with it. That's what mm-hmm. makes you you, Maddie. Never let anyone dim your flame. I get paid the big bucks, Mama. Um, Pam Anderson was way too nice. She was like, I liked them. They sounded good. Yeah. Were we listening? Were we listening to the same thing? Yeah, they sounded good might be the most questionable critique of the night. And uh-huh. there were a lot of questionable ones. There were a lot. They sounded good. What the hell? Uh-huh. Um, and the other thing that the, I have to ask from um, when the judges do their critiques without the queens, I have to ask why Rue, because really, okay, the reason why we're not really saying anything about Cher, about Chad, Dita, Latrice, or Willem is because nothing really interesting gets brought to light in more mm-hmm. discussion. I have right. to ask why Rue pre- even pretended to be surprised when Lucian was like, there was some tension during rehearsal with Sharon and Fifi. Right. Like, no like, shit there was. I understand you have to play it up for the camera, but like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes sometimes it's just better to to let the audience know that you know these things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to find out who won and who's going home. Welcome back. Uh, the queens come back from the from the Untucked Lounge, and Willem and Latrice are pronounced our winners. So do you think it was the right duo? Absolutely. They made the right choice here. They did great. I agree. I think, but I also could have easily seen it going to um, Chad and Dita. It just wasn't nearly as fun as Willem and Latrice's was. Uh-huh. In my I think Willem, opinion. I, I think it was fun. I think it's because Willem and Latrice kind of took, I think they, because they made their, theirs more personal. And I think mm-hmm. Chad and Dita kind of were playing into these characters. I mean, like one of the critiques that the judges gave was that it was very uh, Roxy and Velma, because it was very Roxy yeah. and Velma. It was Roxy and Velma, the house. Mm-hmm. So Willem seems a little more emotional. Rue seems a little uncomfortable too, but they go back to the stage. And then there are two groups left. So we know either Chad and Dita are lip syncing for their lives or or Sharon and Fifi. Now they're going back and forth and they keep cutting back to Willem. And he's like, yeah, Willem's grabbing the tummy. And giving you very much gurgling. And, and then, Ruth says, Sharon and Fifi. And, and then, then it, blows chunks. Willem blows chunks, spews clean off the stage, which is a serve and a half, let me just point out. But also, who 
edited that scene to make it look like those events were occurring simultaneously because I know they didn't. Like, there's no way. <laughs> you want I have to ask? Ask it. Who throws up like that? It was drama. It was drama. It's it like, listen, I've- on a I've... show even while vomiting. I know. And that is a queen right there. That's a queen. That is. But listen, I vomited before. Have you ever vomited before? Oh, yeah. When has your vomit sounded like this? It like, did she did she gargle the vomit there's someone in the foley studio during the post-production of this episode making vomit noises i just L- know it literally there's no way that was the sound that came off of willem's mic or a sound that anyone makes exactly <laughs> that, that was my that was, totally that was my loud. that was my issue with willem's vomit <laughs> Yeah. Also, I have a question for you. I have an answer for what you. What happens to the vomit? Do we know? They Does clean it sit it there for the rest of the episode? No, they show they show a like a PA cleaning it up. Oh, I thought she was there to like I don't know console Willem. I'm not sure why. I think it was a but little bit of both. I didn't I didn't really get that there was a cleanup going on, but I'm glad that there was. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. They actually uh, made them all take a spoonful of the vomit and eat it. Yes, that's how it goes in TV. Yeah. All right. So RuPaul announces Fifi O'Hare and Sharon Needles are in the bottom. Do you think this is the right choice? It was, unfortunately, as much I agree. as I adore them. And I think it was an iconic performance in the grand scheme of things. Oh, my God. Compared to the other two groups, they were objectively worse. Like, so hence they deserved to be in the bottom. I agree. Now this is one of the best lip syncs for your life in the history of the show. In the so history of the show. It's such a classic in the sense that there wasn't any gagging or tomfoolery or tacky little outfit change and split gag. It was pure performance. Like, yes, there was there was no gimmick. To this lip sync. So, so they lip sync, by the way, they lip sync to It's Raining Men, the sequel by Martha Wash and RuPaul. Mm-hmm. So good, by the way. Uh-huh. I love that song. I mean, like, God, this was just so amazing. And, like, I miss when Drag Race would have these rivalry lip syncs. Because, like, yeah. there is genuine tension be- between them. There is and something. And that's what they- made it so good. And so, like, you can see they're both Fighting, fighting. Huh? Because you didn't want because you didn't want Sharon didn't to want go to home. Not want to go home from the other. Uh huh. Exactly. And as a viewer, you didn't want Sharon to go home because you liked mm-hmm. she's the lovable underdog, but you didn't totally. want Fifi to go home because she's like we just talked about. She is the perfect reality TV show villain. Right. And what happened to the fucking show after her? The answer exactly. Is, it doesn't like it's it RuPaul's best friend spark. race. Uh huh. Like, you don't want either of them to go home. I mean, they are killing it. Like, uh, Fifi's dancing her, her ass off. Her She rips, yeah, her, she rips the, that wig off. Take Yanks off the shank and go. And she's dancing and bopping around. And it's very good. And she's giving you high energy and fun. Sharon, on the other hand, is giving you absolute face, mouth, comedy. Camp. It, so right it is so fucking good 
mm-hmm. because it, it's very much like um what's the lipstick was it sonique and morgan McMichael? oh sonique and more yes two of hearts it's, yes so the two of hearts lipstick is one sonique treats it like cirque du soleil and morgan treats it like i'm at a fucking drag bar mm-hmm. and it's when two queens do something so separate to a song and it both works that's when you get really great lip syncs because they're mm-hmm. so good to watch Exactly. And Sharon has one of my favorite little gags at like the last, it's raining men. And she lifts up her dress and flashes yep. her panties that, oh my God, I love that. So like, good. They killed it. So the lips Sharon again. Looks so gorgeous. Oh, she looks episode. stunning. She looks so gorgeous. I have to uh, completely agree. The dark hair, that like bright red dress with all the paillettes. Mm-hmm. It's very hot. Mm-hmm. And feathers. Yes. Don't and forget feathers. the feathers. Uh-huh, the Joey J chicken feathers. Right. The music fades out, which is a bizarre way to end a lip sync. Might well, I, I think because I think the song naturally fades. Okay, never mind. So the song fades out and the lip sync's over. RuPaul, I have made my decision. Willem, Willem will you will step you forward? Step forward. <gasps> now, what you and I have both seen this Willem episode. Mm-hmm. You and I have both seen this episode before. Yes. But do you remember your reaction when you first watched it? I was like, why the fuck do they need Willem? Same. And um, it was very confusing. It was like, okay, um, what are, like, like, is she the tiebreaker? Like, I think that's what I initially thought, that mm-hmm. they like trusted her judgment or something and she was going to decide that too. for RuPaul. I'm not sure why. But then this is the cherry on top of a flawless episode of reality television. This is what makes it one of the best episodes of reality television. Not even just a drag race, of reality television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Willem, I have to ask you to leave the competition. You've broken Immediately. my rules. Immediately. I have protected the fairness of this competition. I get like chills thinking about it. The entire cast is gagged, jaws on the fucking floor. I mean, like, how could you not be? Yeah. Like, how it's, could you not be? Everyone is shook. And I hate that word because it's like overplayed, like white girl sign now. But it, it, everyone's shook. Everyone's gagged. Everyone is gasping for fucking air because what a moment. I mean, like, honestly, it, like, because nothing like this had ever happened on the show ever. Uh uh-uh. uh. I know, like, similar, like, gaggy eliminations have happened since this episode but this one was the og i think like nothing which tops is this what made it so good i think mm-hmm. nothing tops this elimination in also terms of, like, after Gaddy such ones. a perfect lip sync yeah exactly uh-huh after such a perfect lip sync i was almost relieved do you know what exactly because I mean? like and you were definitely fun. on the like you're already on the edge is one of my favorite people like you were on the and edge of like your a seat nice satisfying way uh-huh mm-hmm. you're on the edge of your seat because you had no clue who was going to win sharon or fifi and it's like right then all of a sudden RuPaul springs this on us on top of that he doesn't even tell us what Willem did right okay so I need to chat about that very quickly yes we have in the reunion episode or I guess it's the finale episode it's the finale finale reunion says that yeah it it was a combo move I remember um back in the day (laughs) Uh, now we do multiple episodes because we need money exactly (laughs) anyway um Willem is asked so what did, how did you cheat by RuPaul and Willem gives this fake story that her boyfriend posted up at her hotel room 
and she fucked him and that was cheating. But what really happened? He posted on Twitter. She posted on Twitter once because you know how Leslie Jones watches everything and tweets and live tweets it? Well, uh-huh. I mean, well, Willem tweeted back at her like a note, a notes app thing of every single thing she did. Uh, let me find it. I think was it one of the major things was her sleeping with a producer, I think. Yes. Which, of course, does compromise the fairness of, I don't know, literally the entire competition. So that exactly. was rightful. Exactly. All right. I think I found it. It's from... So Willem released, like, a note. Mm-hmm. I found the tweet. Here's what Willem... Here's what Willem did. There are four screenshots from her notes app. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is verbatim. After the after being first in workroom and watching all the girls do their entrance, Sharon walks in, makes a fool of herself, and they stopped everything and let her do it again. I asked to do mine again, and they said no, and I said it's either all fair or not fair at all. Production pulled me aside and told me I wasn't in charge and told me I needed to get out of my head. We were also told not to, quote, make eye contact or engage in conversation with Rue, with but Matthew later told me the entire staff was told that, and it actually made sense. Saying hi to everyone and mm-hmm. making small talk, I guess, ain't her thing and was exhausting to her, I guess. Promo shoot day. A PA was cross-chasing and grabbed my ass flirting with me and Kenya. I told our handler Chanel because I thought he was hot and we kiki like that, and she related to Casey, another handler. Well, Casey got all mad and reported him, and he got moved to duties that didn't involve direct queen interaction. Episode two. Offered showrunner Chris McKim some hand sanitizer, and as he rubbed, I told him I got it at the store last night when I went with two other girls. We were supposed to be sequestered in our rooms because production hadn't provided us with stuff after we gave them money for shit we needed that they didn't have. And untucked, I complained about them emotionally exploiting Jiggly on the anniversary of her mom's passing. She was having a bad day and they exasperated it. And I called the producers, Jen and Steven, out on it. I was told by Steven that if I didn't like it, I could leave. So I did. It stunned them. I went into an adjoining room and Jen followed to get me to come back. I said no explaining why. I felt they were manipulating Jiggly with messages from home from her brother on a specific day like that. And she actually listened. Mm -hmm. Good producing, but at what cost? So Jen asked me to come back in. I said only if Steven apologizes. Steven enters giving, gives half-hearted apology to get me back in a room accent. He's a Brit. Made everything said sound cunty but i went back in there's still two more things there's oh my god yeah there was a lot he tried to steal things uh just like gave a lot of back talk to the producers but what was Uh, that episode that was a fucking line for them or were they planning on getting rid of willem and they saved it for a lip sync that was too hard to call like i don't even know did something happen that day anyway willem let us know let us know because you're listening <laughs> anyways the episode ends fifi o'hara sharon needle shantae you both stay who do you think would have gone home if it would willem didn't get to sharon oh no no fifi 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 would have gone home because it got messy it I got a little fifi messy too. after the wig came off which was you know we know rue hates it and it, it was like sloppy it got a little sloppy once the mm-hmm. wig came off yeah, I agree. And also, so, Sharon, I think that was the first time seeing her lip sync. And it was, it was just too. so good. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my god, what a great episode. I know. So the episode ends, let the music play, the queens dance. So what are your final thoughts? Can you still hear me? Yes. Is that all you have to say? Okay, because one of my AirPods just died. Oh no. Final thoughts are set. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, okay. Final thoughts. One of the best episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race ever in one of the best seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race ever. Gagarama, best top five, debatably, because they're all serving something unique. That's mm-hmm. what I like about them. Like, they- you've gotten really good top four or fives, whatever, but a lot of them, there's overlap. And this one, everyone is so different and giving you something so unique and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love it. They all bring something different to the table, which I love. Right. They're they're amazing. They're iconic, iconic episode. And I'm not going to lie, the show gets so boring after Willem leaves. Yeah. Even for such a great season. Willem, uh-huh. because she knows TV like the back of her fucking hand, was mm-hmm. able to make... Willem was producing it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, completely. Like... like It was so good. My, so my, good. The yes. AirPods have died. AirPods have died, Mama. So that is they why have we been... have an audio quality shift. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like, there's just so many amazing elements to this episode that make it so iconic. I mean, like, you have Mm -hmm. Sharon and Fifi being forced to work together. You have, like, just Willem being Willem. Even Dita and Chad added, like, a great element to it. Right. There there were good side characters this episode. (laughs) So what was your highlight of the episode? I mean, it's not really a highlight because I hated it, but Willem's elimination is without a doubt the best part of this episode. My highlight of the episode is easily the in, just the lip sync. Yeah, that's a close second for me. Uh-huh. It's really good. Or honestly, um, I didn't realize Christina Aguilera was here. Yeah. Or who's slamming the fucking counter while I'm doing liquid? I, that's not, uh-huh, exactly. Who's slamming the fucking counter while I'm doing liquid? Who, who Who's is slamming it? Who's slamming it? I leave I leave your viewers with one question, okay? Mm-hmm. Who slammed the counter while Willem was doing liquid? Genuinely, who do you think it was? Comment down below, put it in your review. Um, so yes, Maddie, thank you so much for joining me today. It was my distinct honor to be a part of the pod. Of course, you know, maybe we'll have you back again soon for some more high oh, TV. I hope so. And thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a five-star review. And if you have nothing nice to say about what we did here today, don't say it. Shut the fuck up. Because I'm fragile. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Take care.